0: I know he's developmentally appropriate, but he's done a lot of food throwing, a lot of tantrums recently. And I don't know if it's like, you know, he's 18 months old and this is just kind of him who he is right now or if it's, you know, all of the changes that he's going through.
1: You're listening to the Mindful Parenting Podcast, episode number 427. Today, we're talking about how to hold boundaries with a toddler in a special Mindful Parenting coaching episode. Welcome to the Mindful Parenting Podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Parenting, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you get calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark-Fields. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 25 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting course, and I'm the author of the best-selling book, Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. And now, Raising Good Humans Every Day, 50 Simple Ways to Press Pause, Stay Present, and Connect with Your Kids. Welcome. Welcome to you. Welcome to you if you're new. Welcome to you if you've been around the, here at the Mindful Parenting block for a while. So glad you're here. Listen, make sure you're subscribed. And if you get some value from the Mindful Parenting podcast, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. And it just helps the podcast grow more. It honestly really does only take like 30 seconds. And I really, really, really appreciate it. And in just a moment, I'm going to be having a special Mindful Parenting on-air coaching episode with Amber. And we're going to talk about what do we do with a toddler who is starting to test boundaries by doing all kinds of things, including throwing food. Amber has a one-week-old newborn and 18-month-old toddler. We're going to talk about how do we handle his meltdowns in the store. And we're going to talk about how to set boundaries. How do we set boundaries with our kiddos? And you'll hear some metaphors. You know, we talk about her almost two-year-old as well as what it means in my life when we're setting boundaries with teenagers. Some of the same principles apply. So you're going to hear how that works in this episode. Um, A special thank you to Amber. It was so lovely to meet you and talk to you. And Rock on with your bad self. Thanks for sharing your life with us a little for this mindful parenting honor coaching episode. And now join me for my coaching session with Amber. Are you struggling with kids fighting, yelling, and more despite listening to the podcast and reading all the books? Parenting can be so overwhelming and exhausting you know, I see you and I have something that will help. Mindful Parenting SOS. I'm offering free live mindful parenting sessions starting Monday, May 6th. Basically live mindful parenting lessons that you normally have to pay for. So if you struggle with getting your kids to listen, tantrums, misbehavior, and feeling the guilt of yelling at your kid, then you should definitely get your spot in Mindful Parenting SOS. I'll be there to answer your questions in person, and if you can't make it, we will have replays available. Don't wait to get your spot now. It's free. Go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash SOS to register. That's mindfulmamamentor.com slash SOS. I can't wait to see you there. Amber, thanks for coming on this honor coaching call. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to kind of get to know you, and I know you're having some challenges setting boundaries with your son, who's 18 months old, and you just had a baby like a week ago, right? Yes,
0: we got our second kid out—a little girl, so we have one-week-old girl and our
1: 18-month-old son. So it's been a madhouse, madhouse. Okay, and how how are you feeling? You're recovering, okay, and all that? Yeah, I mean.
0: It's my last baby, but if all births were that easy, I feel like I would maybe have more.
1: I feel great as far as just like physically. That's great. That's how it went with like with me. My first one, Maggie, was like furious. And then the second one was like calm water birth. Oh, so <laughs> I'm like so glad that you went in that order. So <laughs> you're like, oh. uh, feels like a gift. Um, all right, awesome. So then what? As we do in all the coaching calls when we do in Mindful Parenting, we always start with our wins because we want to lean into what's working. So what are your wins, Amber? You know, I'd
0: say we've done a good job of just incorporating our son into having a baby sister as far as like, you know, spending some one-on-one time with him since the majority of my time has spent with the newborn. So I think that's definitely been a win for us, just getting that one-on-one time with him but um there are definitely some struggles still so i'd say that's our major win for
1: the last week and a half is just some undivided attention for him that's awesome and i bet yeah this is a huge major change for all of you for all of yes. you um okay well let's give us the lay of the land you are, your son is 18 months old almost two um, are you like working? Are you stay-at-home mom? Are you and and what uh, describe what some of the challenges have been? Yeah, so
0: I am. I I work. I'm on maternity leave right now, but I do work full time, partially in home, partially out of home. We have a nanny that comes to our home every day, which is also a recent change for him. We were doing daycare, but decided with two that a nanny would just be a better fit for our family. So we're excited. That transition has been going really well yes typically I do work out of the home full-time and um have my little 18 month old and then a brand new baby girl and we are certainly wanting to do you know the mindful parenting I've been I've read your book I've listened to pretty much all of your podcasts so I'm uh, just excited to be here and but
1: that's a little about our family and we're just looking to keep on moving forward. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, that sounds good. And that's like, if you have the resources, that's a like great use of the resources to like see your child being cared for at your home. Like that's so wonderful. And if it's someone you trust, it's like building that allo, it's like that allo parent community, right? The the All the building the village, right? That we don't necessarily always have access to. Yes. You know, we had some issues
0: with daycare just with like, you know, biting and things like that. And it just wasn't a great fit for us. So we're super excited that she's here now and she's just fitting in great.
1: Okay. So 18 months old was when I started going from like, I, I, so I do it. Uh, sometimes I speak to groups and I, I, I have a slide up where I have, I show like Barney and then um, like T Rex. <laughs> it's like, at 8 a.m., we're Barney. We're all, like, happy. We're skillful. We're at right developmentally at the right level. And then, like, by the third bedtime, we're T-Rex. Sounds like, like, I'm just like, an 18 months old was when I started. My temper really came out with my daughter, and it can be a really frustrating time. So let's mm-hmm. dive into what are some of the challenges coming up around, like, setting boundaries and stuff like that with your son.
0: Yeah, I think, you know He definitely, I know he's developmentally appropriate, but he's done a lot of just food throwing, a lot of tantrums recently. And I don't know if it's like, you know, he's 18 months old and this is just kind of him who he is right now. Or if it's, you know, all of the changes that he's going through. I swear he had all of the teeth that I think that he has had coming in. He had like four full sets of teeth. It it feels like there is somewhat of a shift. Now that he's a little bit older where it's just, you know, redirecting doesn't always work and he thinks that, you know, throwing food on the floor is funny and he's just a little daredevil. So I'm just struggling to set those boundaries while still, you know, I don't want to move into permissive parenting where it's just he has a meltdown. So I do whatever that that looks like to fix exactly. it. i just want to make sure that i'm holding myself accountable for him so that he knows what's appropriate what's not but making sure that he can actually understand what i'm what i'm saying or what i'm trying to do because i know you know still at 18 months he's not
1: he's still a toddler he's little he doesn't know yeah yeah he's basically an infant i mean developmentally you know he's basically still in his infancy which is is sometimes i think that's a nice way to think about a two-year-old or you like three and under they're basically still babies at that point right like we have sometimes we can or at least i had like crazy expectations i was like oh you can do this you can pull on your pants now you will do that forever all, all by yourself right no no <laughs> okay so he's having tantrums he's throwing food you don't want to be permissive he's having tantrums when what and and when is when is this kind of thing happening obviously the food is when you're eating yeah gosh it it feels like
0: it's almost like a landmine you never really know you know if any time of the day if something doesn't go his way sometimes he's easy to redirect and sometimes it's full full body crappy flopping on the
1: floor yeah 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 well, this is like very, like you guessed, like very, very normal toddler behavior. And toddlers are super ego, you know, they're very egocentric. Like they don't, it's hard for them. They're just realizing, like this is when they're realizing that you are actually sort of a separate being from them. You know, like I, like your infant has no sense of that. Like this is mm-hmm. just, you are all, you're all sort of still one being. And it's just kind of cool. Like they still feel that incredible interconnection with you which is there and but your son he's starting to realize that separateness he's starting to realize his you know he has some power he has some agency over things and of course the things he has the most power and agency are over um like eating and and sleeping and pooping and peeing those kind of things right yep. um but also he has zero like his zero ability to regulate his emotions at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, just like your baby, our toddlers can't—they're not really capable yet of self-regulating, right? Like so, like with the baby, we need—we know we need to soothe them and soothe them, and soothe mm-hmm. them, right? And eventually, like we soothe them, and they learn how to be soothed, right? They learn how to sort of self-soothe through that process and it's kind of like all these things like the learning process it's like first I do it for you then I do it with you then I watch you do it and then you do it on your own right like that's like the learning process for everything so the other thing about his tantrums is that he's since he has no ability to regulate his feelings it's just like you know if he feels upset it's just kaboom You know, that's it. It's just, this is emotional expression. Stay tuned for more Mindful Mama podcasts right after this break. Parenting can be loud, stressful, and rough some days. And we want to be able to go to bed and take care of ourselves in a really beautiful way. And that's why I love that. Cozy Earth is a sponsor of the podcast podcast. Cozy Earth offers bedding products that will transform your sleep. The bedding is temperature regulating, which is like a huge sleep benefit, has superior softness, incredible fabric, and incredibly high quality. All the products come with a 10-year warranty. Truly incorporating Cozy Earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and your overall wellness. You deserve to treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence after all the day's craziness of parenting with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and it's a way to prioritize your self-care and sleep health you deserve it and here's an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for our listeners use the code mindful35 for 35% off that's awesome at cozyearth.com that's coupon code mindful35 for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. Is called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs, I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it, Understood Explains. So my husband's had hair thinning issues for years, for a long time. It's not something he'd love to have and he's done some things for it, but recently started using Nutrafol and oh my gosh, we have actually seen quite a difference. Did you know that for women, hair thinning happens in approximately one in two women? And if you're among them, I want you to know that you're definitely not alone. It's normal, but it's not openly talked about. And going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. But you can join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding, like my honey. Physician-formulated with drug-free ingredients, Nutrafol's supplements support healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, including stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism, as they evolve throughout a woman's life. And while many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol's women's hair growth supplement for six months. With Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automated deliveries to ensure you'll never miss a day. See results in three to six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to nutrifol.com and enter the promo code MINDFULPARENTING. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. nutrifol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Parenting that's neutrafall.com promo code mindful parenting how does that feel for you how is it affecting you
0: you know i try to remain calm but some it, it's hard it's hard just because i don't want to be frustrated that he's flailing on the ground but that he hurts himself and then i feel bad so it's it's hard to just stay present with him and you know like let him know i'm here with him but it is it's frustrating so it's hard sometimes to just maintain my own stay regulated myself when he's going into that full straightening meltdown
1: and when it's hard when you're getting triggered and feeling frustrated and and stressed in that situation what do you do what happens for you i usually
0: just try and take a couple of deep breaths but you know sometimes i you know you want to snap and i'm done a pretty good job of non at this point, but I think now that there's two of them, I just get nervous about my patients getting thinner and thinner with, you know, two, an infant who may potentially be screaming and then a toddler who's throwing a tantrum and needs me as well. So I'm hoping you have some advice on
1: how to just stay regulated during those times. Well, yeah, that's definitely going to happen. That scenario will definitely happen. Yeah, we can talk about how to stay regulated but I want to also offer to you that you don't have to be perfect and stay calm every second of every hour all the time like that actually wouldn't be that helpful for both either your son or your daughter because then they would never live up to that standard. you're allowed to be human and what I'm offering I guess is like obviously you don't want to like when we yell at our kids it like stresses them out it, they feel unsafe. That it triggers their fight or flight, you know, stress response. They can't learn whatever it is we want them to learn. When we yell, it's not a skillful tactic. It doesn't work. It, it cr- creates resentment. But it's not like we're never going to yell at our kids. Right. Either. So, so we want to just, like, reduce as much as we can. And then, um, yeah, and, and you're looking for the tools to do that, you know, so how to how to reduce as much as you can. But I also before we even go into any of those tools, like, Amber, you're allowed to be human. And when kids are driving you freaking bananas, like you're it's it's OK if you lose your cool sometimes. Thank you for saying that,
0: because, you know, you you bring a brand new baby call and your toddler starts having all these meltdowns. and like, I'm willing to die. It's like, you know, that's it's so, so that's a. For me, it's been one of the hardest adjustments is just not having, like, I miss him, you know? Mm, the having him to your hel- having that, yeah, stress. just being able to spend or, you know, the soul attention on him.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And it's been a tough adjustment that I didn't see coming, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And one of the things, actually, like what you're identifying, like, you're identifying like your connection to him and this closeness with him. And I think that's great because actually one of the best things that can kind of reduce the tantrums is like just having one-on-one time with each kid. And because you're in the position where you have a nanny and you could say, here, hold the baby for 15 minutes while I play with my son or here, play with him while I, you know, whatever, vice versa, you can do that. And I think that would be a nice sort of pattern to do. With your family, you know, maybe like transitioning from work or whatever, like to get say, here, take this child, take the baby for 10 minutes while I say, Hey buddy, it's time for some special time. I'm gonna set a timer. Get that big time timer. You're gonna need it anyway to get out of the house later. Um, so just get it now. Set the time timer and say, Okay, we can do whatever you want besides screen time, and I'm yours, and you're gonna practice just like just completely set everything aside and be with him for 10 minutes and that will help everything yeah because connection drives cooperation all right so how do we set boundaries but also how do we stay calm we've which one do you want to talk about more oh gosh i mean honestly i feel like the setting boundaries is the one
0: that i that i i just struggle with, you know, like I said, it's so easy to just give into
1: a top right team and just whatever makes them happy. I can give you other episodes where we've talked about how to stick. Stay- <laughs> so I mean, can you get <laughs> that? <thoughts into those?
0: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing all of that, you know, the different meditation that you have from your first book so I've been working on those oh good
1: good you're building that non reactivity muscle yes I'm building that so yes I think the boundaries would probably be the best okay let's talk about a, v- a specific boundary that you had challenges with recently tell me what
0: happened um, so again a lot with the food throwing we've done a lot with that or had a lot of issues with that but I think honestly it's just in general you know when in we go out in public or, you know, we took him to Target the other day and he was starting to, you know, it was later at night. So he was definitely in the, more the T-Rex than the Barney load, but it was really just, you know, him starting to have a meltdown. So I just make sure, or I put on Miss Rachel on my phone to just kind of distract him while we're going through. But, you know, again, I just, I feel like I'm just doing whatever I can to distract him and not really like getting to the root of issues
1: okay so i i also want to offer here that distraction is okay and it's actually pretty it's kind of a skillful thing like when your kids are three four and under like it, it can work pretty well because there's no point in like poking yeah. the bear <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It's, if you can distract the bear that's fine so it's totally okay but like so with these situations um these situations are a little bit different, right? So, with the food throwing, what does your son need to learn in that moment? I, to me, just that it's not okay
0: to waste food, and we don't have to necessarily eat everything. But that's not an appropriate
1: behavior—just throwing it all over and making amends. Okay, so he needs to learn that when you throw food, it has to go in the garbage, and then we you can't eat it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that you know, it costs money to buy food, and farmers grow food, and a lot of effort goes into food, and yeah. then then we waste it, and we don't like wasting. Okay, have you talked to him about some of these things a little bit at his level? I haven't. Okay, so this is a great place to give information because for a lot of our behaviors with our kids, we want to think there's kind of the and the your two examples show these sort of two things perfectly. The first one is with the food throwing examples, like what does my child need to learn? Right. And if we think about discipline, the idea of of the discipline, you know, comes from the root Latin word discipulus and means to a leader or to follow, right? To learn. And so if you when you're disciplining your son, you're teaching him. You want to think about what does he need to learn, right? Because he's like a he's like a little chaotic monkey. He's like a little a Neanderthal. And you have to teach your little Neanderthal. Like, what, is, what do you need to learn to get along in this life? Basically, like in a lot of situations, what do you need to learn? So like when something gets like when they make a mess, we need to learn how to clean up a mess. So that's what they need to learn. When When they throw food, you're saying he needs to learn that. Then we can't eat the food, and the efforts of the farmer, and the efforts of mom and dad to spend the money. Then we the food is wasted, and it's so sad to see the food go in the garbage. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you think you could help him learn that in that some of those moments? Oh gosh! And also, actually, maybe before or outside of the moment too. Um. You know, I I think
0: I can explain it to him. I don't know how much. I, he he almost treats it like it's a game at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I've been struggling with this one. This is like my top I want to say my top is challenge. There's so many
1: mm-hmm. harder things as a parent, but it's one that I just cannot crack. Okay. Um, so you can try to teach him it outside of the moment with like board books about farmers and food. When okay. you when you go to the grocery store, go to the produce and talk about how the produce grows in the ground. If you have a garden, go to the garden, take them to a garden, show them how the vegetables are grown, right? And and then so you are kind of like on an education campaign about this. Right? Like <laughs> and he's learning and you, you know, this is why this is why this is such a, a wonderful carrot. Look how precious this food is. It grows from the ground, it makes our bodies strong. You know, so you want to teach him that as much as you can outside of the situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just kind of teach him about food and, and you can talk about it in different situations. You know, if um, you, you know, even it, it's fun to have play food, right? Like, I don't know if you have that right. yet, but like, if you have play food, you can talk about how the food grows in the ground and you could pretend to be a farmer. Um, you could have puppets pull the food out of the ground and you could even, also have puppets or, or stuffed animals like say you have a play carrot say you, know, you could have a one puppet throw it on the ground and the other puppet say oh no that food is so wasted it's so sad we have to throw it in the garbage now i'm so upset right like act out that stuff sure that's a great way to do this he'll eat it up it's fun right and this yeah. is play is how he processes his world so if you can play what's happening that's great That's awesome. It's like a step of removed from him. And so he can really absorb it. Sure. Okay. So books, real life lessons in the world and playing, playing it out right with stuffed animals. But then in the moment, food throwing, how do you react generally? I always, you know, usually
0: I, I don't, I don't want to say get super frustrated, but I just try and not react at all. Yeah, I've heard that, you know, if I overreact and if I do live, I'm like, then he thinks it's funny and he's doing it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try and have a little reaction as possible.
1: Okay, I could see that. I mean, I think, yeah, you don't want to feed it with like a lot of energy, right? That's, yeah, that's a good idea. But basically what you could do is say, oh, no, all this food is on the ground. This is too bad. And help him get down from his high chair. and this now this food is we is this too bad we can't eat this food anymore and so everything stops until he and you together throw away the food and clean up okay Okay? so basically he gets involved in what has to happen after that but yeah you're just gonna help oh no although we can't now we can't eat any of this food and you're not gonna you're not gonna laugh you're going to be serious about it, but not over, you know, just a little bit removed. So it's not like you're feeding it too much. You're going to try to just like, and and when you feed him, just imagine that the food has already been thrown. This is like a Zen thing that they say the cup is already broken, right? And so if you have a beautiful teacup, they like in, in the Zen world, they like to imagine that the teacup, they say the cup is already broken. So that way, like you just expect that everything's going to fall apart because that's how life works. Yeah. Is that everything falls apart? And then when it doesn't, you're okay. Or when it does, you're okay. It's not a, it's not a big deal either way. It's just a cup. Sure. It's going to break eventually. Right. So you're going to go into the situation like the food's going to get on the floor. If it doesn't, cool. But if it does, you expected it. No big deal. Mm-hmm. And you just calmly get him down. Oh no, this food, we can't eat it anymore. And now we have to clean it up. Okay, here we have to go and get the dustpan. We have to go get the sponge. We have to, you know, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And actually, it's a nice idea for you now that he's this old. You can actually have like a rag and like a spray bottle with like a little vinegar and water, like very mild vinegar and water, so he he could literally eat it and um, at somewhere at his own level that he could get to, so he can just go and help clean up the stuff. I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. It's great because then, you know, you don't have to do it for them. I, I recommend um in Raising Good Humans Every Day, I talk about like how to like make things more accessible in your home. So that's one of those things. Okay. That's food throwing. And how does this land with you, Amber? It feels comfortable. It's
0: not like, you know, it feels like something that's doable. And we already grocery shop together. So Just adding some of that commentary for him, I think would engage him too. So I think that'd be perfect.
1: Yeah, good, good. Uh, So let's go then to setting a boundary around a meltdown in Target. You want to describe the situation a little more? This is just like he's, I'm sensing that this is like a he's overwhelmed and tired and basically has no resources left at this point. Basically. Basically. I mean, yeah, it's it's just, you know, you're going about
0: your business and you are doing great. We're looking at stuff and picking up snacks. And then I think it was just that I wouldn't open the box with the snacks in it right that second. That just kind of sent them over the edge. And I had other snacks with me, so I offered
1: those, but it was just like, it, too late. Mm, it was like, too far gone. So it was just, you know, it's just. Yeah. Sometimes like- the toddler meltdowns are like, you got the pink spoon and not the green one. And oh, didn't read my mind and do exactly what I imagined that you were supposed to do exactly. And it's just, I can't handle it. Right. Like yep. that's what those are. <laughs> it was one of those where it just, I, it could have
0: been anything at that point, not truly. And yeah. He probably would have melted down.
1: Yeah. So you can see in that situation, he's not manipulating you. He's not, he has no control over this reaction at all. He's just, you know, toddlers are, like holding it together and holding it together and holding it together. And if they're if they're, you know, the the not holding it together is probably the more natural state of the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it takes so much effort. In this situation, where what do you think that you should do if he melts down in Target?
0: It's embarrassing. You're in the middle of public. There's people looking at you and you know, it's it, it almost puts me into like a flighter flight type mode. Just I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta get out of here. This is mm-hmm. too much for me to handle, too. But you know, typically, I just tried to redirect him in that situation. So I I use the distraction. I'm like, all right, I have my phone here. Age appropriate show that I can put on for him, which did help after he settled down a little bit. And I got him a different snack too. But I mean, it it took a couple minutes of just kind of letting him do his thing and me kind of panicking in the aisles.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and with those kind of things, like, I would just encourage you, if it's at all possible to leave your kid home, <laughs> You just don't take them to Target. Don't take them to Target at night. Like anything past 4 p.m. in the afternoon, you're just like, it's you're done. Too much. Too much. No, I totally am. I get that. I was like, you know what? It'll be a fun. Just mommy and me right. outing. No, 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 it's not. It's never that. And, and I feel like there's also like a window where it's so stressful to take your kid to a meal, like somewhere around between 18 months and three years old. It becomes like that's like a window where it becomes so stressful to eat out that it's not worth it. You know, before our daughter was born, we did just that. We took
0: him out to eat. I think it was at like a Texas roadhouse. And it was just, yeah, it was not fun for
1: anyone. (laughs) No, no, it's really, it's really not. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my honest advice is for like those kind of like avoid taking a child that's 18 months to three years old to as many things as possible. Really, like in that age, them just having a regular rhythm of things at home not a lot of, they don't need anything exciting to do anything exciting. They don't need any water parks. They don't need any, like, you don't need to take them to Disneyland. Like, nothing, like, none of that stuff. Like, regular life is interesting enough. And there's enough to learn there. Just the regular, like, learning how to fold laundry with mom is interesting enough. Like, going for a walk around the block is interesting enough or whatever, right? Um, Yeah. Simplify, 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 I guess is what I want to tell you is like for preschoolers, like less is more like less stimulation, less stuff, less like and, um, you know, less like literal stuff, less stuff in the schedule. All that is more. Um, You cleaning up the food that he throws is going to take 15 minutes or 20 minutes because he's 18 months old. Right, help you do that right it's gonna take a while yes it so will just going through your everyday life of stuff is gonna be plenty to find. like you don't need simplify 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 um sure but then if you're in and out in public and in your if you're in target or wherever you know there are the moments where even if you simplify you know life happens you end up in these places Stay tuned for more Mindful Mama podcasts right after this break. Feel like you're the
0: martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Bree, And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Bree, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down – Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no-guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun, so check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.
2: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. He's starting to melt down.
1: Let's imagine that you know we know that we want to reduce screen time as much as possible. You know, for preschool and 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 two and under. So, say you know i would encourage you if the tantrum is starting to happen i would encourage you to just okay hello put a hand in your heart to say hello hello to the embarrassment you feel right <laughs> acknowledge it yeah okay okay hello embarrassment i see you there okay and you're going to tell myself tell yourself he's not doing this to me i'm just helping my child okay i'm just helping my child right like So it's okay to acknowledge that there may be embarrassment, but all you got to do is help your child. And with a tantrum, there's not really anything to do when it's like I have no resources left and I'm just an emotional expression tantrum. There's nothing to do except keep him safe. And Mm -hmm. if you're able to like just um, if it's like all flailing on the ground, it's that's okay. Like everybody in Target has seen that before. Just them if they want to judge that or have a problem right, with that. Right. Like, forget it. Like, you don't, you don't care about their opinion if they're judging that harshly. That's because that's normal behavior for a two year old. It's okay. You're just going to keep them safe. You're going to crouch down. Okay. Embarrassment. You're going to slow exhales. You're going to just keep yourself grounded. You're gonna breathe in. I am a calm mountain. Breathing out. I feel solid. You're going to be the calm mountain. And when he's ready, you're going to say, wow you know hey buddy that was a lot you want to hug right like and if you're able to hug it out before it gets to that point you know you're gonna do all the soothing things that you would do for your baby Mm -hmm. but it doesn't work so much to like shish him in his ear and shake him (laughs) so you can't do that so sometimes you know you're just gonna like it's gonna happen that's okay like you're gonna Remember my words as a, it's okay, it's normal, you know it's normal behavior. It's the more you can regulate yourself, the more he can borrow your calm. Sure. So your job is to just regulate yourself. And the more you regulate yourself, the more he learns how to regulate. The more you can regulate yourself and then he can feel the calm energy when you offer him that hug or when you pat his back or whatever it is the more he's like, you know, you're, you're soothing together, right? It's like first you soothe him 500 times and then he's, you know, you soothe together, right? This is soothing together. So it, you, there's nothing to do until everybody's nervous system calms down. And that's really the only thing to do is to do everything you can to just help yourself let it go, calm yourself, and then be that calm, soothing presence for him. And then get out of Target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, abandon the the pillows that you, you that will never you won't oh, see Christ. again. Let them go. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Abandon the bananas and the <laughs> the you know, the tinted chapstick. Whatever <laughs> it'll
0: be there tomorrow when I go back by myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. How does this all land with you, Amber? Really good. I mean,
0: it's just nice to know that sometimes there's nothing you can do. You know, no, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to fix and rectify every situation for
1: our kids. And sometimes you can't. No, you can't. I mean, and, and sometimes like when, you know, when I'm talking to parents in mindful parenting and there, we, we want, we talk about Whose problem it is. And if he's about to lose it in Target because he can't open the snacks, that's whose problem is that? It? Yeah, that's not your problem. And you can be a supporter, you can be a nurturing, loving support person in that pit situation, but you can't fix or change that, right? And you mm-hmm. shouldn't fix or change necessarily all your problems. Like, you shouldn't solve all his problems. Sometimes he can come, come to you upset. Something happened. As he gets older, he's going to come to you. He's going to be upset. That little sister knocked down, messed up his stuff. Definitely going to happen. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it's not your job to fix and solve that problem. That's his problem. Your job is to then listen to uh, reflect back, to offer empathy. Oh, that must have been so frustrating. Oh my goodness, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's so frustrating that you can't open the, the snacks and target. I know, I bet you wish you could. I, I, Wouldn't you love to do that? I know that's hard, right? You might say that before the offer that empathy, before the meltdown stops. And this is really the key in some ways to setting some some healthy boundaries as you go forward in that. You're going to set some boundaries like, I know you, you have to wear your seatbelt in the car. I know it sucks. You don't want to wear your seatbelt. It stinks. Yeah, we still have to, right? Like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. we do have to do this, right? So we can be kind and firm, right? Like we can offer empathy that they have a problem with this and then we can be firm. And and this, you know, this challenge keeps going in this way. Of, and it, it's it's challenging forever. so. So practice it when the stakes are lower Mm -hmm. because then they'll, they will get bigger, right? Like for whatever that, that, that boundary is. Absolutely. All right. So Amber, we talked about your son, 18 months, big change, the baby at home. You guys are doing great and that you're really giving him some one-on-one time, you're prioritizing, you know, him being home with you. You have the resources for the nanny. I love that. You know, you're taking care of baby. How how long is your leave, by the way? 14 weeks. Okay, good. Good, good. So 14 weeks to do all this. Um, and we talked about food throwing. You got your, your education campaign. <laughs> I will start it now. It starts today. And... Um, and we talked about what to do in those meltdowns. So for you, what what are you going to take away from this conversation? I think, honestly,
0: I love all of the advice, but I think the biggest thing for me is just knowing, like I said, it, just knowing that it's okay that we can't fix everything and not everything is my problem. Because I think I've done a lot of that the last couple of weeks with, you know, again, breaking through... Another little baby, and just feeling like I don't—not that I've ruined his life, you know what I mean, but just that the split attention is having a far more negative impact that I think it really is. So it's just been helpful to kind of hear that piece.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and you can think about the new baby in a lot of different ways. You know, you can look at it and see that it is taking attention away from him, but you can also look at it and see that. He then has this family member that he'll have the rest of his life and that um, and that maybe they, you know, well, hopefully another sort of campaign I would encourage you to do is that he's really lucky to have a baby sister. And he they're so lucky because he's going to have a friend that he can show their, that them how to do things. So uh, as much as you can kind of this is like the bonus advice for siblings. Don't ever compare them don't ever blame anything on the baby sister i can't do this because your sister needs me don't say that you know just i can't do this (laughs) If you can't do it right don't blame the baby because you don't want him to be blaming the baby right but talk about always talk about the baby as like a real blessing and how lucky he is have a baby sister and how Lucky is to have, how he's gonna have this friend later and um and the, you know, just really if you can get those books about good sibling relationships and all that stuff, right? Like that's another like kind of education campaign. Right. Sure. <laughs> I love that. That that breaks the, the tear to my eye, honestly. <laughs> to just think about it that way. Yeah, yeah. Because both are true. You can have influence in that and and reframing it for him and stuff how you frame it
2: Mm -hmm.
1: all right uh i think that i i look forward to hearing how it goes you can let me know how it goes and and with this 18 month old and holding these holding these boundaries firm and kind you got this amber you could do it got
0: it (laughs) thank (laughs) you so much it was truly a pleasure chatting with you
1: Thank you so much for listening. Did you get something out of this? Was this valuable? We've been noticing people are liking the Honor Coaching Sessions. If that's you, let me know. You know, a great way to do that is you go over to Instagram. We put up a little image for each episode or, and you can go over to that image and say, hey, I really liked the Honor Coaching Sessions. Just let me know. If you do like it, we'll do more of them. And, you you know, you can apply to be in the on-air coaching sessions anytime we have the application open. It's all just up on the mindfulmamamentor.com website. So you can apply to be on an on-air coaching session if you'd like to. So I hope it helped. I hope this talk about setting boundaries and how to set the boundaries firmly and kindly without being permissive. I hope it helped you uh, today. and uh, And if it did, yeah, do let me know. I appreciate it. And I'm wishing you a great week thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the positive change that this is all about. I'm, I'm so thrilled you're here. Hey, if you know someone, by the way, with a toddler, this is a great, great episode to share around with your friends. If you, if you think it was helpful for you, share with some other people who will be helpful for them too. So yeah, wishing you a great week and I hope you have lots of you get to sniff a baby head. Do you like doing that? I love sniffing a baby head. I hope you have time out in nature. I hope you have time to read a novel. I hope you have some chocolate in your life this week. And good night sleeps. And I'll be practicing to do those things. And I can't wait to connect with you again next week. Thank you again so much for listening. Namaste.